When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the 77 WABC minicast. The Beatles singing Penny Lane. This is a birthday bumper music selection uh, from my friend Vinny Ignizio. Well, it's official. After the uh, passing of Senator Dianne Feinstein, uh, it has been announced that uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler, the president of Emily's List, to fill her seat. Uh, She will be the third black woman to ever serve in the Senate, as well as the first openly LGBTQ person to represent California in the chamber. Well, we're joined right now by someone that similarly made history. He is one of only a handful of people in American history to serve in the U.S. Senate without being one of the in, a member of one of the two major parties. And he's one of only six living individuals to serve in the U.S. Senate, not being a Democrat or Republican. Very pleased uh, to welcome former U.S. Senator from Minnesota, attorney and uh, former aide to Governor Jesse Ventura, Senator Dean Barkley. Senator, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. Well, thanks for having me, Frank. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Senator. Now, my hope was that uh, Gavin Newsom would use the opportunity to appoint sort of an elder statesman. Um, There was a lot of speculation, maybe like a Jerry Brown type, or if he wanted to appoint a woman of color, somebody like the Secretary of State or someone like that. Um, There was speculation that he didn't want to appoint one of the candidates that was already running because that would sort of give them a leg up in the primary next year. Do you have any reaction to Governor Newsom appointing LaFonza Butler to the U.S. Senate, Senator? Well, I think he's just fulfilling the promise he made uh, several months ago that he would would, uh, replace Diane Feinstein with a a black woman, and that's what he's done. So at least he's being honest uh, that uh, I'm sure he's had some time to uh, do his vetting to see who he really wants to be there, and I hope that she's a, a good choice. So uh, as someone who did this, meaning got appointed to fill the remainder of a senator's term, in your case, you were appointed to fill the remainder of the term of Senator Paul Wellstone, obviously a little bit of a different situation because you only had a a couple of months, whereas she's going to be there for over a year. But as someone who did this, what unique challenges do you think she faces that other senators might not? Well, just to get to know the place. I mean, when when I was appointed... I had no party structure in, in place to help me out, so I was on my own. And if it wasn't for a, a governor of, a, of a Connecticut, Lowell Weicker, former governor, uh, reaching out and getting his old staff and putting me in place, I would have been dead on the water. So because of uh, Governor uh, Lowell Weicker, his help, uh, I, I kind of hit the ground running. So I just think it's getting your feet wet and understanding the playground that you're in 
and try to figure out what you can do in the time that you've got there to make a difference. As you mentioned, obviously, she's a Democrat. She's going to have uh, 51 other people that are willing to help her out and yep. maybe show her the ropes. But if uh, she were to ask you for advice on being an appointed senator to take over for someone that's considered a legend, what would you tell her? What advice would you have for her? Oh, tread lightly, because uh, I was following uh, Senator Wellstone, and, and he was to be loved by a lot of Democrats, and I just had to tread very lightly not to make sure that you did you do anything to offend uh, the person you're replacing. Uh, but the advice to her is just get to know your other people there and take their advice that have been there a while of how to how to how to manage uh, the the intense pressure she's going to get because you know the the uh, Senate like lies there it's fifty Democrats, forty nine Republicans, and me. So depending on what I did, I could control whether the Republicans, because Cheney was the vice president. So if I'd caucus with the Republicans, they would have taken over the Senate. Or if I uh, caucus the Democrats, they would have stayed in power. So, uh, it, it, you know, she's not going to face that problem. That was my biggest problem mm-hmm. is is who to caucus with and who to put my, uh, put my uh, potential influence with. Do you think that uh, now one of the things that I think happens whenever you make these announcements like Governor Newsom did or I'm going to appoint a person of color or I'm going to appoint a woman or I'm going to appoint a woman who's a person of color. I almost think it's unfair to whomever gets picked because a lot of folks then look at that person as if they were only picked because of their gender or their race. I mean, my contention is he would have been better off not making that public declaration and then going and and picking a black woman and saying he was picking the most qualified person. And this is the most qualified person. She just happens to be a black woman. Do you share that view, Senator? Oh, I, I think I think Newsom is looking at appeasing the, uh, the you know, it's called the left wing of the Democratic Party, which is obviously the LBTQ uh, credentials. Uh, obviously, on Emily's list, she's familiar with lobbying and money in politics, because that's what uh, Emily's list does. So it was a very safe pick for him, where he wasn't going to offend anyone in California. And quite frankly, he's no different than most other politicians that are looking at their next race and see not to offend any group or uh, any interest group is going to make his next step difficult. Do you think that this is being done on Newsom's part to help set up a, a future run for president by sort of looking like he uh, is making inroads to the black community, for instance? Yes. I think there's no doubt that Newsom was looking at uh, uh, you know, four years from now, we're getting into the next uh, brouhaha for trying to be president of the United States. I think he thinks his, his time has come, and uh, he's just waiting for this Biden-Trump thing to get over, uh, or he can um, step in. 
you have a lot of experience uh, supporting celebrity candidates. You were one of the, I think, the person that encouraged Jesse Ventura to run for governor in uh, 1998. You guys have been close political allies. They are already talking about Meghan Markle potentially running for this Senate seat next year. How do you think that would go over, Senator? And you also ran against Al Franken. I'll point that out as well. Yes. I had a lot of different people in my political past. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with using your celebrity to get there. I mean, there's, there's two ways of running for office in this country. is Having name recognition, which would be celebrity, or having a lot of money. I mean, those are the two paths, the quickest paths of getting political power in this country. So I'd rather have someone with a little notoriety than, than uh, someone with a lot of money. That's just my preference. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people may feel the same way. So do you think she would do well if she were to run in a, in a field dominated by other politicians like Adam Schiff and Katie Porter and uh, Barbara Lee? I think so. I mean, no one gave Jesse Ventura a chance when, when he first announced. Obviously, he was a pro, uh, professional wrestler uh, of all things. Most people kind of poo-pooed that. Uh, they just didn't realize what his ability of communicating and being honest and, and telling it like it is, and his ability to connect with ordinary people could do for him. And I think anybody can do that if they've got those skills. Those skills are hard to find, but uh, if they have them, anything's possible in this country. We're talking with Senator Dean Barkley. He served for a few months in the U.S. Senate about uh, 20 years ago. Senator, I know you were only in the uh, U.S. Senate for a short time, but so far, Mm -hmm. everything uh, that I've heard from Democrats and Republicans uh, alike about uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, about what she was like to work with, to be around, apparently she was just the epitome of a class act. Did you have a to interact with her at all? No, I don't think I ever met uh, uh, Senator Feinstein. Uh, I met uh, uh, Ted Kennedy. Uh, he had a few brandies up in his uh, Senate office. Uh, Bob Bird and I became pretty good friends. Uh, he's about the oldest serving senator ever. And I uh, uh, but uh, Diane Feinstein, I never got a chance to uh, actually uh, talk to her.